This is episode 280. I am often asked, Maddie, do you eat sugar? Living in the social media world where both you and I are surrounded by misleading and lying social media influences, it can be hard to guess or know what the truth really is. So I want to answer this question honestly for you, so that if you catch me smashing a donut in public, you know whether or not to film it and upload it with the title, Maddie Lansdowne is a fraud. (laughs) All right, let's get into it. Welcome to the How to Not Get Sick and Die podcast. You've tuned in because you want to start taking your health seriously, so you don't, well, get sick and die. Here we talk all things health, nutrition, and human optimization. Let's jump into it with your host and resident scientist, Maddie Lansdowne. Hey, what's up, my healthy friends? I am so glad to have you back here with me to have a discussion about sugar. And a question that I get asked regularly. And the truth is that I probably wouldn't be doing any of this work and I would never have been motivated in the very beginning to help people if it wasn't for sugar. Uh, And so sugar is a big part of why in 2023, it's my mission to coach 500 people to stop the binge eating and savage self-talk cycle so they can lose weight whilst feeling in control and without restriction along the way. And it's interesting that we've gotten to a place in our modern, privileged, wealthy societies that it's not only about the physical, but it's very much about the mental and the psychology about what's going on, uh, which you know is a real place of privilege to be. And it's crazy that that is privilege. The definition of privilege is that we have problems with thinking about things, <laughs> right? Um, and so I get asked all the time, all the time, so Maddie, do you eat sugar? And so I want to address that question on today's episode because uh, one of the things that I think is highly misleading about social media is that people put their best foot forward uh, and sometimes their worst foot (laughs) is pretty bad and you don't get to see it. And so we're in this world where we're following people, we've got influencers and people that you might be following that appear to be amazing and perfect and all of the things that you wish you were. And the truth is for many of them that on the back end, things aren't so good. And it might not necessarily be in that area of life. They might absolutely be crushing it in fitness, but have absolutely you know, awful intimate relationships and be an awful partner. Uh, and be a narcissist and all these kinds of things, or they could have it all together in a different area and not be doing so well with their health and wellness, right? Um, Or one thing that's really common, and this will absolutely shock many women, I think, um, is that steroids, steroids are huge these days. They're everywhere. And many women on Instagram and all of the places, they use steroids. And unless you know what you're looking for, because most people associate steroids with super jacked dudes, right? Um, and the, the reality is that it helps women get that just slightly leaner figure, slightly, not necessarily more ripped, but more, you know, trendy body image that we've got going on now. And so it, it's happening everywhere. So I'm going to share this episode in the hope of being um, a realistic uh, influencer, if you like. Maybe that's a bit arrogant to call myself an influencer. I don't know. All I know is thousands of you listen. And so I want to share the right message with you. So originally for me, I absolutely smashed sugar on a daily basis in an attempt to avoid, I didn't really know this at the time, but it was to suppress, suppress the chaos within me. And I didn't actually know at the time what that was. I know now that it was a range of different emotions, uh, you know, and I talked about this in depth about my own trauma journey, or at least a part of it on episode 267. So if you want to um, you know, crack the egg, so to speak, on what goes on inside my brain and and what led me to be here right now. Episode 267 is recommended. I received 
lots of lovely feedback um, for that episode. So thank you everybody that did listen. But what what I understood about what was going on at the time was nothing other than I can afford to live lavishly. I know now that I was using sugar as a tool to suppress painful emotion, but at the time it was just, oh, I can, I can afford to buy these foods. I can afford to live this way. Uh, and this was, I guess, you know, early uni was still the time for me where it, there wasn't a huge discrepancy between healthy food and sugary foods. Whereas now we're now the other way, you know, we're in the other direction, which is like healthy food, super expensive and unhealthy food is really, really cheap. And it wasn't quite like that for me. So the idea that living lavishly included the ability to buy chocolates and Tim Tams and, you know, popcorn and ice cream and all of those things was a sign that I had a bit of money in the bank at the time. Um, And so anyway, I justified it by saying, yeah, I, I can afford to do this. And this is what you get to do. You get to treat yourself if you can afford to do so. Now, since doing a lot of therapy, which was driven by the challenges that I had in my relationship through my 20s and doing programs and going on my own health kicks and going on health kicks with my partner at the time and doing sport and wanting to be better and more competitive and be able to keep up. Um, This is where I realized that I needed to change things and that I was actually massively over-consuming sugar. And so after going on that journey for more than a decade at this point, the question is, does Maddie eat sugar? Do I eat sugar? And the answer is, yes, I do still eat sugar. (laughs) I'm sorry if I just broke your influencer dreams. Um, I do still eat sugar. However, I personally do this and I personally follow an approximate template of an 80-20 split. So 80% of my food choices are pristine, healthy as fuck. (laughs) And I'm at a point now where that is absolutely no effort at all. And I'm pretty good with flavor. Thanks to my sister's herb and spice company. Thanks to Veronica Smith Whole Foods, who's you know helped me with the amazing recipes over the time, and also thanks to the one billion recipes that exist in the universe um, on the internet, like it's at your fingertips. But I'm I really love the healthy food that I eat. Like I crave it. You know, it, it is the thing that I look forward to now because I've you know gotten really good at making it taste good, and it doesn't taste it doesn't take very much. It's actually really easy and the supermarket has lots of different herb and spice mixes to make meat taste 10 different ways or make your vegetables taste different Um, and it's just amazing. So I really do look forward to the 80% of my diet that is super clean and the other 20% is basically whatever I want to do. I don't limit myself. I don't live in a world of restriction. Now there is a caveat here and that is that it is doable for me in this way because I would consider myself somebody that has been or is a sugar addict, right? But the reason that I'm able to maintain this 80-20 split is not necessarily out of willpower. It's that I surrounded myself with healthy people. I've dated women that have been really healthy women, um, you know, and I've had partners before that have had chronic health issues and therefore healthy food was the only option. Um, and so that is the thing that helped me to get to a place of being able to navigate an 80-20 split quite easily, um, despite being a sugar addict. So I had to change the people around me. And and I had to understand that and going on this journey, I, I really understand this now about my work, about my business, about my podcast, about everything is that being a social extrovert with Leo energy, we're getting a bit woo woo there. But um, I understand that my locus of control is external. As much, it doesn't matter how much personal development I watch or listen to or read, where it's like you've got to do it for yourself. You know, like I, I 
yeah, I do it for myself, but I'm absolutely socially driven. And that's why for me, sport, organized group sport works really well because I'm socially driven, right? And so when you understand your locus of control to be internal or to be external, then you know how to set yourself up. And so for me, I had to surround myself with healthy people. I had to get friends that were into health. I had to go to health meetups. I had to go to, you know, on the weekend, I go to events that are specifically focused on people that are interested in personal development. And that is how I made healthy eating really easy, right? Because I understand that. Of course, I also did all of the the work that no longer requires me to suppress my emotions with sugar. And sugar addiction is a real thing. And we talked about this recently on an episode with Bitten Johnson. Like it is a, you know, biological, physical, tangible thing that's outside of emotions altogether. Um, but this is what worked for me. So yes, I still eat sugar. I don't live in a world of restriction or deprivation at all. Um, I do 80-20, 80% just eat real food. And that sometimes looks like low carb. It sometimes looks like carnivore. It sometimes looks like keto. And then the other 20%, I do whatever. And the interesting thing is that when we're going on the journey that I've gone on, it has allowed that other 20% to itself to get healthier because then you find yourself looking for kind of healthier alternatives to sugar. And, and I don't mean artificial sweeteners. I just mean brands that use less toxic ingredients and, and brands that use uh, good farming practices and meals that are actually, you know, quote unquote, unhealthy meals, but they're not as unhealthy as KFC, right? <laughs> so that's how I've managed to do it. So yes, I still eat sugar, but that's how I navigate it. And along that, along that process, your taste buds change as well. Uh, and you start to go towards different things, get pleasure from different things. You also understand the cost of eating unhealthy food. That's a big thing as well. When you become after, it takes a few, well, for everybody it will be different, but weeks, months, years of repeating the cycle of putting yourself into gut problems, brain fog, um, you know, issues getting up the next morning, unable to focus tomorrow on your work. It takes an amount of those times to be like, I ain't fucking doing this again. I'm useless for the 200th day in a row because of what I chose to do last night, right? And that's what we want to do. And we want to figure out, you know, where are you susceptible to letting yourself down? And is it the night before where you wake up unfocused? Is it um, events with friends? Are your friends really unhealthy and drive you to do that? Is it your partner? And you need to have a conversation, uh, which is often difficult. And we talked about this on the podcast. We talk about this with clients all the time. We have to have a conversation uh, because you need, once you've identified where you're susceptible to letting yourself down or allowing other people to bring you down, they're the places that need work. And then you need to identify where is thriving effortless. So for me, I created a world of healthy friends, healthy people, hence the what's up my healthy friends. <laughs> um, and now thriving is effortless. However, I'm most susceptible to letting myself down when I'm tired, when I'm in my own company, when nobody's around you know, and I'm just like, what's the point? And that's because I have an external locus of control, right? This is me understanding myself. And I want you to understand yourself by understanding what is my locus of control? Is it external or internal? And based on that, you respond accordingly. Where am I most susceptible to letting myself down? Change that environment. And where is thriving effortless? I want you to figure out the answer to those questions. Anyway, thanks so much for being here. This is the truth and the whole truth with Maddie Lansdowne on Maddie Lansdowne. <laughs> Hashtag what a douche. Um, if you've enjoyed this episode, please share it on social media. Share it with a friend that might be trying to get healthy or you know wants to know how do I figure out the basis of where to begin with my sugar problem. Uh, share it with them. 
Hope to hear from you in the reviews. Five stars is wonderful. We love five stars. We actually hate all the others. <laughs> and if you've got a few words to say in any of the social media groups about this conversation, please do because the more conversations we have about this, the more people can feel not alone and you can feel supported. So thanks so much for being here. I will see you on the next episode. Bye. Thanks for listening to the How to Not Get Sick and Die podcast. If you love this episode and health information is your thing, then please consider subscribing to the show. And when you're done, head over to iTunes, Google Podcast, or whichever app you use. And we'd be grateful if you could leave us a five-star rating and write a review sharing your opinion on the show as it really helps the podcast grow. Thanks so much and I'll see you on the next episode. Whilst the presenter that feature on this podcast endeavour to provide accurate information, it cannot possibly take into account your individual circumstances, and therefore the content on this podcast provided by any of the speakers is not intended as advice in any way for any individual, and should not be a replacement for professional medical or health advice of any nature. Always seek advice regarding your personal situation from a qualified medical professional.